Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 612. 25, 37, carry the one. Hey, the great backyard bird count is underway. And if you're listening to us live or a short time after our Sunday morning, February 19th show, it's not too late to join in. As the folks at the co-sponsoring organization National Audubon explain it, all you have to do is take part or to take part is to count the birds in your backyard or any place else for as little as 15 minutes on one or more days of the event. Then report your sightings online at birdcount.org. Anybody can take part in the count, and you certainly won't be alone. Last year, more than 160,000 people from all over the world submitted their observations, creating the largest snapshot of global bird populations ever recorded. The Great Backyard Bird Count continues through Monday, February 20th. And if you'd like to join in or just find out more about it for this year or next, go to birdcount.org. That's birdcount.org. Dot org. Speaking of listening live, by the way, if you're not able to right now, well, there's an easy way to do it. Just go to this website. That would be TalkingBirds.com. And we'll just, you can see how easy it is to listen live online, TalkingBirds.com. Well, in announcing the winners of our recent Talking Birds photo contest, we misnamed the bird in the photo submitted by our first runner-up prize winner, Todd Yampole from Chandler, Arizona, as a ring-billed duck. The correct name for the bird is the ring-necked duck. It answers to its name. There. Well, it might be reasonable to point out, we're not making an excuse here, but this is one of those birds whose name maybe should be changed, simply because the bird does have a clearly visible white ring on its bill while the ring on its neck is almost impossible to see. And guess what? There's a move afoot to change the bird's name to Ring-Billed Duck. A recent blog post by the American Birding Association says, Ring-Necked Duck is often near the top of lists concerning the worst bird common names. And pointing out that the neck ring is almost never seen. And it describes a not-yet-voted-on proposal by the American Ornithological Society that argues a common bird with an opaque name is unnecessarily confusing, and that birders should take a page from hunters who have long called this species ringbill and adopt the name ringbilled duck. It's kind of partial vindication, maybe. maybe. Anyway, stay tuned for voting updates. Are you or do you know someone who is a young birder in Illinois? Or are you or do you know someone who is a young birder in the UK? Well, our Charlotte Wesselick has news for you, along with a report on a couple of seasonal sightings in her backyard up on the prairies of Alberta, Canada. In this morning's installment of 
Charlotte's weblog. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Ray. Young British birder Maya Rose Craig is once again organizing the Camp Avalon Young Birders Camp. The program is hosted in the Somerset Levels area in southwest England for young birders and anyone with a passion for nature. There will be bird banding demonstrations, guided walks, field sketching workshops, and much more. It's only 20 pounds for each camper and there are even grants available if needed. You can find more information on this wonderful program by emailing campavalonuk at gmail.com. The Illinois Young Birders Club has a full schedule of events planned for the upcoming months, including a field trip to Starved Rock State Park on Sunday, March 5th. The day will consist of visiting the Lock and Dam to look for gulls and bald eagles, and then checking feeders for pileated woodpeckers, wintering sparrows, and tufted titmice. There will also be a search for snowy owls. To join the club and to go on the trip, please visit IllinoisYoungBirders.org for all the information. The weather here has been just above freezing, which is much warmer than it usually is at this time of year. But there are still few birds around. But I did see some horned larks this past week, as well as a northern shrike in the yard. That's all for this week, Ray. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Charlotte. Talking Birds listeners, be sure to check out Charlotte's blog. You'll like it at prairiebirder.com. That's prairiebirder.com. Well, thanks to our friend and Talking Birds ambassador in Toronto, Ontario, Vince Scambaluri, for alerting us to the story of three middle school students in Oldham County, Kentucky, who are trying to reinvent the cigarette. The students, recognizing that cigarette smoking is probably not going to disappear anytime soon, decided to try to invent a completely biodegradable cigarette. Why? Well, because cigarette butts produce 1,700,000,000 pounds of non-biodegradable poisonous waste every year, causing great harm to birds and other creatures who mistake them for food and causing harm ultimately to humans as well as they poison the world's waterways. The students just won a local environmental conservation competition for their idea and are moving on to an international competition next. Meanwhile, their invention has drawn the attention of a local attorney who has filed paperwork for a patent. So a Talking Birds conservation salute to Kentucky Middle School students Megan Hodge, Jake Lindemann, and Andrew Wittack. Visit our Facebook page for a link to the whole story. Here's a little preview of our mystery bird contest, so you'll be ready to call in when we do the actual contest a little bit later on in the show. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. Well, we'll give one clue here. Compound clue, I guess. A mystery bird, our mystery bird, is a large all-white waterfowl with a long straight neck and a black bill and face. Ooh, that's our, that's our mystery bird. Give us a little feedback there. Uh, coming up later in the show, our mystery bird contest. Well, we're pretty excited about our Talking Birds Ambassadors program in which Talking Birds listeners allow us to send them a bunch of info cards about our show that they'll hand out to friends and neighbors and associates. The reason we're so excited is that so many listeners are actually agreeing to do this. Our latest joiner-uppers include Jennifer in Gig Harbor, Washington, our newest ambassador state, 
Thank you, Jennifer. Robert in Brighton, Massachusetts, the neighborhood of the great city of Boston. Thank you, Robert. Thank you to Terry in Framingham, Massachusetts, a few miles west of Boston. And thanks to Will in Austin, Texas, about 1,700 miles southwest of Boston. And Will is our second Austin, Texas area ambassador. Thank you to Roz in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Roz is a a recent uh, Mystery Bird Contest winner. And Todd in Chandler, Arizona, also a recent winner as our first runner-up in our Talking Birds photo contest. We talked about just a couple of minutes ago. Thank you, Todd. You might point out that Todd joined up after being chosen as a winner. (laughs) And just last night, Kevin from Roseburg, Oregon, became our third Oregon ambassador. Thank you, Kevin. A quick visit to our Facebook page will provide a complete list of our ambassador states. Kindly do check in to see if your state is listed and consider representing it if it isn't. And of course, whether your state is listed or not, we hope you'll join our program and hand out some of our little info cards to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. It's easy to do and easy to sign up for. Just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option by the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. That's right, no G in talking. Still to come on our show today, the one, the only, the birdist, a.k.a. Nick Lund, will be here with another of his birdist's rules of birding. Plus, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor from the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod in our Let's Ask Mike segment, subject Robins. And up next, the Flying Checkerboard checks in as today's featured feathered friend. Talking Birds is made possible in part by Celestron, a leading optics company offering binoculars and spotting scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron is dedicated to education and bird conservation and proudly supports many nonprofit organizations that share the same commitment. Celestron says, we care about birds and nature in our backyard as well as yours. Enhance your view with Celestron. Visit Celestron.com and discover more. Melanerpes erythrocephalus certainly sounds like something you wouldn't want to catch. But if you were to catch a glimpse of Melanerpes erythrocephalus, you'd be rewarded with the sight of a very striking bird. A bird whose nicknames include half a shirt, shirt tail bird, flag bird, the flying checkerboard, and for reasons that aren't immediately apparent, jelly coat. It was also the spark bird. That is to say, the bird that sparked an interest in birds for the legendary ornithologist Alexander Wilson back in the 1700s, and probably for many others too. Cherokee Indians made this bird a war symbol, and Longfellow's hero in the Song of Hiawatha gave the bird its red head in thanks for its service. You may have figured out by now that the common name of Melanerpes erythrocephalus is red-headed woodpecker. Many factors have contributed to declines in the populations of this species from the fact that introduced European starlings outcompeted for nest sites to the loss of nut-producing trees like the American chestnut to the availability of dead trees in their open forest habitats. One study found that although they often excavate nests in utility poles, nesting is not successful in newer poles, possibly because of the creosote used to preserve them. 
This beautiful bird, with its white body, black and white wings, and bright crimson head, acts differently from other woodpeckers in its skill at catching insects in midair and in its habit of hiding food in tree crevices, covering the food with wood or bark. Red-headed woodpeckers can be found in most of the U.S., except for the far west, and are considered short distance or partial migrants, usually heading south or wandering widely far enough to find enough food to survive the winter. And yes, they will come to your bird feeders, especially if there's some suet out there. Melanerpes is the genus, and erythrocephalus translates to red head. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, the red-headed woodpecker. Not easy playing these drums while reading that script. I want to tell you, hey, by the way, if you're in eastern Massachusetts or southeast New Hampshire, you might want to check out Appleton Farm in Essex, Massachusetts. A red-headed woodpecker was spotted there, I believe, just yesterday. So maybe still there. Talking Birds is sponsored in part by Chimani, providing free outdoor mobile app travel guides to plan and navigate your journey to more than 400 national parks, monuments, and historic sites. From Acadia to Zion, go to Chimani.com. That's C-H-I-M-A-N-I.com to download your free app today. And now, the one, the only. The Birdist. That's right, the Birdist, a.k.a. Nick Lund down there in the Washington, D.C. area hard by the Potomac River is here with another of the Birdist's rules of birding. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Ray. How are you doing? Doing well. It's uh, feeling like spring up here. Probably is down there, too, I imagine. It was 70 degrees yesterday. Get out. I had a bird walk at Theodore Roosevelt Island, and people were stand-up paddleboarding by uh, in their bathing suits. I don't know what's happening these days. Holy cow. I think we're in the 50s here today, or will be sometime this afternoon. Well, Nick, your birdist rule number seven, if I'm not mistaken, is take a kid Birding sounds like a pretty yeah, good idea. It's a great idea. You know, I think uh, birding is probably the best activity for for kids, right? I mean, it's it's year round. It gets them off the couch and and away from the screens and outside, um, and it gives them a love for nature that they can uh, you know will stick with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, there's a lot of so, kids who are not getting that love. These they're staying indoors with the video games all the time. Yeah, with the. TVs and the video games and the phones and the what's not. The kids these days, you know how it is, the kids these days. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to do everything we can to try to give them a love of nature, you know, and, and get them outside. So you've got some, uh, some ideas here, some kind of bullet points. One of them is what? Make it a game. Yeah, you got to make it a game. You know, I, I think the concern a lot of times that, that people have introducing kids to birding or nature at all is that it it can seem too much like a you know standing in an art museum or or it can be boring or they don't know what they're supposed to be doing out there and uh you know kids they got short attention spans um if i i'm i think there's a worry that if you don't do it right right away then then they'll be lost forever mm. um and so i think one strategy that i use a lot when i take kids out birding is i i turn it into a game you know when you frame it as you know what we're going to be doing is a big scavenger hunt that lasts all year round and every day um, and you try to find uh, all these little birds that are hiding uh, in bushes or in the trees or in the sky and you keep track of them all uh, it gives them sort of a a context for birding um, that hooks them a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's easier than just going out and saying 
look, there's a bird, there's a bird, there's a bird. Yeah. Like that. And I like this, too. You, you want to let them lead a little bit. Sure. Give them, instead of just dragging them around from place to place and uh, having them, you know, pointing out things for them to see, um, let's give them a map and, and say, you know, find a, a lake or find a park out here that we want to go to and we'll find your bird. Mm-hmm. Um, that way it gives them a little ownership of the activity and, and allows them to feel like they are sort of in control, which, you know, as a kid is a big deal. Another of your, of your ideas, get them using the gear because that get them kind of excited too with scopes especially. Absolutely. If, whenever I'm out with a kid, the first thing they go for is the scope. They love that big, uh, you know, tripod and they love swinging the thing around. And it's really, you know, pretty magical. We forget as, you know, jaded old birders how amazing it can be just to see something far away up close through a scope. And so giving a kid an ample opportunity to sit down and asking them, you know, making it a game again to try to point out things and then find them in the scope. Um, I like to try to get kids to read signs as far away as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets them comfortable with uh, the, the gear and, um, you know, gives them something to be excited about. Your final suggestion, don't force it. You don't want to be like the Boy Scout uh, helping the old lady across the street and she doesn't want to go across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to drag them. (laughs) You know, birding is something that that hits people in different ways at different times. And so, uh, you know, birding is a great way to be introduced to the outdoors, but it may not be the particular hobby for that kid. Or it may take them a while to sort of um, really fall in love with it on their own. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, if the kid doesn't take to it right away, you know, st- stay at it, but but don't force it. You know, let them come to things at their own time, uh, and they'll be more excited to do so. I think so, and I always feel like when you introduce kids to something, you may, may not be interested in it right now, but the seed is kind of planted, and it will Absolutely. it will come back around at well, some point. Well, part of it, you know, is, is kids don't like it, whatever adults introduced to them you know um it's not cool to be doing whatever your your mom and dad do sometimes but if you plant that seed and they understand what it is uh it'll be something that sticks with them later on and can can blossom uh under the right condition all right birdis rule number seven take a kid birding where do we find more about it nick to find you you can go to audubon.org uh, and search birdis rules of birding or you can go to my little old blog, uh, thebirdist.com. All right, next time we talk, speaking of something cool, the topic is get a bird tattoo. That's right. Whoa. A lot of birders, maybe some of your listeners have mm-hmm. bird tattoos. All right. I know, Ray, you famously are covered head to toe in bird <laughs> tattoos. Isn't that right? Well, we were supposed that. to just talk off the air about that. But, uh, <laughs> anyway. I have a tattoo. You can see it on the, on, on the, on the column photo there. Yeah. And, uh, um, birding tattoos are a really fun thing to think about. So um, let's talk about that coming up soon. All right. That's jaded old birder Nick Lund, <laughs> a.k.a. Talk to you soon, Nick. Bye, Ray. Thanks. Coming up here next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. Here's an idea for the next time you're shopping for wild bird food. Look for the Audubon Park brand, a top choice among bird lovers for more than 40 years. All of Audubon Park's products meet the highest quality standards in the industry and have earned early compliance with the FDA's Food Safety Modernization Act. And Audubon Park products are easy to find at your supermarket, lawn and garden store, farm and feed market, and online retailers. For more information, visit audubonpark.com. 
Hi, it's Ray with your invitation to join us in the Galapagos Islands with Sunrise Birding. I'll be your host, joined by expert local guides who'll show us giant Galapagos tortoises and marine iguanas and incredible birds, including Darwin's famous finches. We'll even snorkel with Galapagos penguins. And there are now just two cabins still available. Get all the details right now at sunrisebirding.com. That's sunrisebirding.com. One of the features of our show is that we're always behind schedule, so let's get right to our mystery bird contest, made possible in part by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, a world leader in the study, appreciation, and conservation of birds. Check them out at birds.cornell.edu. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. And first, our prize is the new Droll Yankees Cute feeder. That's the name of it. The name says it all. The cutest little feeder for any type of food. It even lets you manage the size of visiting birds with the height adjustable dome, and you can slide the O-ring flush against the dome to keep rain from running down the rod. That's pretty cool. Our mystery bird is a large, all-white waterfowl with a long, straight neck and a black bill and face. Our bird breeds way up there across the top of North America. It winters in large flocks along both coasts. What is our mystery bird? Tell us or take a guess. No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner of that beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. The Amazon's rainforest is being cut down so fast that by 2030, 55% of it could be completely wiped out. The Earth's forest can't speak up when they need help. But we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. If we continue to consume our natural resources at the rate we do now, by 2050, it could take three Earths to meet our needs. The Earth can't speak up when it needs help. But we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle, unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy, unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. Maria Inez Phillips talks about not recycling. I've got too many newspapers and magazines and catalogs in there with plastic containers and bottles and cans. Your trash can is full of recyclables? No, it's full of trash. You say trash, Maria. I say rubbish. Whatever it is, I'm not going through it. I I just don't get it. Some things are very obvious, Maria. Learn the difference between trash and recycling and more. I put out way too much trash to think about recycling. Visit yougottobekidding.org today. Down to Cape Cod to the legendary Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans. Cape Cod. Michael Connor is down there in the land of never snow. Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Good morning, Mike. That's right. Never snows <laughs> on Cape Cod. Hey, you know, first I just want to give a shout out that that uh, your last Nick that last segment was awesome the, about about taking the kids birding. I thought yeah. it was really well done, and I want to give a shout out to all the teachers and educators who spend the time in taking kids out in the field. They come in the store all the time. And just the enthusiasm that they turn these kids on, my tip of hat, always goes to teachers and educators, and especially in this one, because it's not easy. You know, 
out in the field conditions. It's always uncontrolled. You never know what they're going to see, and they keep the enthusiasm great. So good for Nick and good for the teachers. That's yes, indeed. Good. Salute to Nick. Salute to teachers and the kids who are going out there with Doing them. it. And we're seeing, Rob, now we were talking off the air, Mike, about, you know, it's gotten really mild around here now, but uh, recently it's been very cold, but people are coming into your store and saying, hey, what's up with all these Robins? No, no kidding. It seems silly now because it's so mild, but just a few days ago we had blizzard conditions here in the Cape, and people were coming in, so where are the Robins? Where are the Robins coming from? Some people think it's spring already. Other people just can't imagine where they came from. But the truth is we have Robins in most of North America or southern United States, year-round, they come down from Canada and they spend the winter here, especially, and they, go, they spend the time in the woods or the wetlands and they eat berries. So we don't often see them, but when you get nasty weather like we had the last, say, 10 days, and it, the, the snow covers the available food and the ice, because we had a lot of wet, icy weather, the birds couldn't eat, so they popped out of the woods and out of the wetlands, and they started coming around to ornamental trees. So if you had cedar bushes or holly trees, they were eating the berries. And then they were even showing up the feeders and bird baths and great numbers of bird baths. And it's not necessarily a sign of spring. It's just a sign of bad weather. And, and now that the weather's turned mild again, the birds will probably disappear back into, into the woodlands. But if we get another blast of cold air or freezing or snow, They'll probably come back again. It's not doesn't mean much. It's just the way it goes when we get a, some cold weather. The robins pop out of nowhere. Um, and in the past, like when we had that nasty winter two years ago, everybody had robins. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I took little bits of apples, chopped them up in little tiny pieces, like uh, little s- small pieces like chiclets, put them out on a plastic tray, and the robins came and chowed them up. So if you get another blast of cold weather, put those out there, and the robins will They'll be back. And, and by the, and, but we do have some birds coming up here for spring. Red-winged blackbirds showing up around. Oh, now that's a sign of spring right there. Indeed. And we had a note here from our friend Wink down in Atlanta. He's got a lot of uh, red-winged blackbirds down there. But we'll talk about that maybe uh, next week. I think we're out of time here. All right. Got to go. Talk, <laughs> talk to you then. Back to our mystery bird contest. Trying to identify this mystery bird. 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. I believe we have uh, Pat in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing? Good, thank you. All right, Pat. What do you think? The old mystery bird there. Whistling swan. A whistling swan, Tim. Tim is well. Tim is whistling right now, but uh, it. Wow, pretty good. But guess what? It's a whistling Tim, but not a whistling swan. Oh, okay. Thank you, Pat. A top-quality guest, have though. Have a good day. All right, you too. All we right. have Carrie uh, in Peabody, Massachusetts. Good morning, Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Carrie in Peabody. Are you there, Carrie? Hello. There you are. Hi, Hi Ray. Kim. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well, how are you, Carrie? All right, I'm doing well. All right, well, that's good. What do you think our mystery bird is? I think it's a trumpeter swan, which happens to be my favorite bird, so I hope oh, I'm right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it can still be your favorite bird, but it's not the trumpeter swan. Boy, that was... Oh, jeez. All right. Super top quality guess. Thank you, All Carrie. Right. Well, Sorry thanks. about I that. I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. Okay, All right. Uh, we have another South Shore caller, Massachusetts, Joan, in uh, beautiful Seaside Situate. Good morning, Joan. 
Hi, Ray. How are you doing? Well, how are you, Joan? I'm good. I think it's a tundra swan. I think you're right. A tundra swan is correct, yeah. We love the trumpeter swan, too, because if I could give a little plug here, the, the trumpeter is the name of our Talking Birds newsletter. I thought and, uh, it was the trumpeter until you said it's on both coasts. And yes. then I went with the tundra. Well, you went in the right direction there, whichever coast you went to. But you're on the uh, east coast here in uh, a beautiful uh, Situate. It is a beautiful town, isn't it? Oh, I love it here. I just si- love it. Situate, Massachusetts. And now we have uh, um, rumor of bald eagles in Situate by is the that North River. On the North River. It, now, I'm not sure if that's been happening for a while or is that pretty new? I don't know, but people posting it is pretty new. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We have a lot of bald eagles in Massachusetts up there, and the Merrimack River is another place, and uh, out west to the uh, um, the big reservoir out there. Right. Um, the Quabbin Reservoir, they're, they're, all, they're, they're all over them. Pretty exciting to see. Joan, stay on the line. We'll get your address and send you that beautiful Droll Yankees uh, feeder. Thank you. Thanks, Joan. Uh, correctly identifying the Tundra Swan a little plug again for our newsletter. Check out our website. You can see how to get our newsletter. We send it out every couple of weeks. has some interesting stuff that we think or hope you would like. And that website would be uh, TalkingBirds.com. Executive producer, Mark Duffield. Associate producer, Debbie Bleacher. Our engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. We'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. For Lean's Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.